Hi everyone, I am Marie Liamzon. I am the Director of Product Development at Four and Half. I'm Brittany Stevens, the Director of Client Success at Four and Half. And I'm Sandy Highland, Business Development Manager at Sacramento Delta Property Management. You are watching the Property Management Show. And today we will be talking a little bit about um, the customer experience. Um, you know, Brittany and I were talking to Sandy about this at PM Grow um, a couple weeks back, yeah. and there's a buzz going on in the industry. Yeah, everybody's talking about customer experience, customer relationships, and specifically we were talking about how you do such a good job of making people feel important, but you also had some takeaways from PM Grow or from podcasts or educational material you've been listening to recently that you want to do even more, but that was so interesting to me and Marie because we we were we like, value that yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, we kind of wanted to start this by, um, you know, asking you yeah. about your story, you know, tell yeah. us. How did you, how did, so, so first off, how did you get in the role? Tell us a little bit about your role, how you got into it. Um, and then we'll kind of ask you a few questions about things that you do to make people feel special. Um, well, I started with the company in 2007, and um, uh, I got into this role in about 2015, and it's um, a kind of a bittersweet story about how I got into that. Um, the woman who hired me was the VP of our company uh, initially, and I came in on the ground floor, and um, she was just an amazing, polished professional, um, definitely a mentor. This was a new industry for me, um, so I had a lot to learn, and she kind of took me under her wing, and when I became her assistant much later on, um, she became ill and she passed away. So um, at that point, I had finished my um, licensing courses, I just needed to take the test, um, and it was right before she passed away that she told me, get your license. So I feel like she was telling me, I have confidence in you to do it, and I didn't want to let her down. So I ran out, took the test, passed on the first try, and uh, convinced my broker that I could do it. That I had heard that um, that whole process for that many years, and I could probably do it in my sleep. So that's how I got into it. That's so. But you're right; it is. It's like bittersweet because it's such a good. Yeah. It's a good story, but obviously sad for you, yeah, too. Yeah, but I feel like she's with me every day. I swear that some days I feel her words coming right out of my mouth. Um, so she's still there. Um, a lot of what I've learned it all came from her. So that's awesome. it's a way of keeping her with me all the time. Yeah, that's such a great story. Um, and so, you know, we know that Sacramento Delta is you know, a, a large company or a sizable company, and um, I believe you're close to like 2,000 doors now? I think on any given day, we can be between 1,700 and 2,000, depending on the type of the season or what season we're in. Well, because you were even talking about selling. Yeah, spring, well, yeah. we'll probably lose a few, um, you know, to the sales market, but right now, I think just as many are coming right back. Yeah. <laughs> I had one today, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think it's because even though we're large, uh -huh. we're a, we're still a family business, yeah. you know, so That's we great. have that family feel. Well, and like, 
Marie and I were emailing you saying that we creep on your phone calls. Because <laughs> it's, it's so funny because we talk to Sandy all the time and she's like, I'm such an introvert. And we're introverts too, but nobody thinks that we are because we talk to clients every day. We talk yeah. to people. Yeah. We, we overcome that fear and we present ourselves a certain way. And yeah. we kind of try to treat people the way we want to be treated. And when we creep on your you know, sales calls, they kind of feel the same thing, yeah. right? Well, yeah, because it's interesting. We're like, oh my gosh, Sandy's such a natural. How does she make these people feel so good and comfortable? And they open up to you. Yeah. Like, how I, do you do I think it's because once I hear their fears, I kind of feel like now I'm in the helper mode. I need to help them. So it makes me kind of put my fears or my shyness away, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and try to try to get them past that point. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. So, so you mentioned fears. Um, <laughs> what about fears specifically? How did you, um, you know, get started focusing yeah. on fears? I think everybody who calls is afraid of something. Either they're a first timer who's never been in this industry before. They don't uh, have a lot of knowledge, and maybe they're scared of what they don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that client um, calling us, and then there's. You know, the people who are investors and have a large portfolio and they're either coming from self-management or they're coming from another maybe bad experience. Uh So they have the fear that we're all alike and I need to calm that fear. So I have just started cutting to the chase and there are some people who can't even articulate how scared they are. They aren't even sure what to ask me. And then I just stop and I say, tell me what you're most afraid of. What are you most afraid of in this situation? And then when we get down to where that is, then I can, you know, talk them through it and tell them, you know, what we can do to fix it. And I, I think it was at PM Grow Summit, somebody was talking about how we, um, forgive me, I can't remember which speaker it was, but um, talking about pain points yeah. uh, for people. And I think that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years is finding out where their pain point is, what their fear is, and going from that point forward. How can we get them past it? Yeah. And that's so smart, too, because we we always preach to our clients how important content marketing is. Just, I mean, you know, just, just for the for the purpose of pain points, because people go online and ask questions when they're having issues. So, of course, if they find you and you're able to talk about those pain points mm-hmm. in real time, yeah. that makes them feel even more comfortable. Yeah. So... Yeah, some of them, their biggest pain points are, will somebody trash my house? Maybe they have an emotional connection to the property. That's, I think sometimes that's the hardest client. Yeah. You know, there's an investment uh, of a personal nature in that Mm -hmm. piece of property. And then, um, of course, the uh, probably the biggest one overall is, you know, what if they stop paying rent? What happens if I've got somebody in there? How long will it drag on? That kind of a thing. So, you know, I want to be able to have those answers for them tell them what we do to alleviate that fear. Um, And just kind of, I think you really, really have to listen. Um, You really have to hear maybe sometimes what they're not saying, Mm -hmm. um, ask a lot of questions, kind of pull it out of some people, you know, to get to the real meat of the matter. So what kind of questions that, so in addition to asking them what their biggest fear is, what kind of questions do you ask that you feel establishes that personal connection that keeps the conversation going well first of all what's the status of the property you know um tell me if if it's a 
is there an occupant in there that's giving them mm-hmm. pause and, and making them make that phone call that they're tired of being the bad guy? I hear that a lot. Or it's just that it's a, a time-consuming thing. Even when they I've, – I've heard even people that have a good residence, and probably all of our property managers can attest to this, it's a lot of work. And people get into it not realizing how much work it is. So, you know, there's that. Even Um, if everything's perfect. Right, right. even if everything's perfect. So, again, I'm asking questions. What's the status? Are we vacant? Do we have an occupant? How long have they been there? When's the last time you had a rent increase? Um, Those kinds of questions um, to kind of get a feel for uh, what's making them pick up the phone and ask about property management. Um, You know, and if it is with another property management company, what are they unhappy with? Uh, and have you given them notice because I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Um, and I also want to make sure that they're not upset about something that's an industry standard. Right. That we can't uh, fix for them. It's just the way it is. Uh, you know, How often and, does that happen? Uh, not as often. Um, but it's know, important to cover your bases. But it's important. Like if they're angry about maintenance and maybe it's a fence. We all know that fences... Uh, are notorious for being a protracted maintenance event. So they are might be saying, geez, you know, I approved a fence months ago. They still don't have it up. Now I have a vacancy and there's no fence. Um, nine times out of ten, uh, they're doing their due diligence in the same way that we would. It's a long process getting all of the, you know, neighboring uh, properties on board. There's a lot of opinions on what the fence should look like and who gets this and who gets that. So I want to make sure that we don't steal them away from somebody Mm -hmm. just to have them frustrated by the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's not worth it. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) So there's that. Yeah. So to to piggyback on what you're saying, right, Mm -hmm. you want to really dig deep into what exactly made them call yes you know yeah. you yes and so a lot of that is connected to some kind of fear that you believe is important to uncover yes and so you also mentioned that you know it's important to to understand um, that when you're taking someone over that you're not just taking them over and if you're not resolving the issue then they'll just be in the same exact That's right. place they began with so That's right. how do you ensure then that I mean I know that you're um, you're the one talking to these owner leads when they come in, when they call. But then um, how does that transition happen to operations? Because it's one thing to try to sell your mm-hmm. services. It's another to deliver. Mm-hmm. And so how do you make sure it connects? I think basically I have a really strong faith in our property management team. So it's um, it's it's just me trying to reassure them that in that respect, we are different maybe. Uh, I know our broker is big on education. So every single month, we're in a class about customer service and what's new and what we need to be watching for on the horizon every single month. So, you know, I try to convey that to them, um, you know, that uh, that customer service wise, I really think we are outstanding. Um, and I have a great faith in our system. We have a system in place. And part of that is the teams are usually in regions where they live. So uh, they're going by the properties more frequently, things like that. So I, I remind them that in that respect, we might be different than the competition. So I will point out the things I know we might be different about um, so that maybe that will give them you know, a little feel for how it might be different with us. Um, but I also don't promise things I know we can't deliver. That's not worth 
getting a customer for. We, mm-hmm. we get them through the onboarding process between, you know, there is a handoff between me and the property manager. So we get them through all of that system and then to have them be frustrated that it's no different, mm-hmm. that's not worth it, and I don't want to waste my property management uh, team like that. You know, I don't want them to have to go through it either. I sometimes feel I'm a little bit maternal about my property managers. I don't want to put them in a situation where they're going to fail. That's good, though, because that's that's like another point that we, sorry to bring up PM Grow again, but um, that's something else that we heard heard there and we hear all the time. It's like you treat your employees the way that you want them to treat other people. So if you have faith in them and you have respect for them and make sure that they have everything that they need and you're not throwing them curveballs every day mm-hmm. or promising things that you know they can't deliver. Right. They're, they're not going to like me very much. Right. They? <laughs> so, they're not going to want to do what you ask them that's to do. A, that's exactly yeah. it. You have to treat your property managers with respect, too. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put them in some uncomfortable situations. So I'm going to make sure that um, that it can be as successful as it can be, you know. That's good. I have a question. I kind of want to, like, step back for a second. So we were talking about all the questions that you might ask during the sales process trying to get a, a prospective owner to sign up for your management services. Are those, is that like the immediate conversation or do you get some information? Because, and the reason I ask, let me explain a little bit further. I know some people um, will just pick up the phone and say, what's your address? Okay, let me call you back. And, and, and that's some some people it do works that. For some people. It works for some yeah. people. They they don't want to they they don't want to give away any information without mm-hmm. talking to people, which true. But for me, I think like your strategy would make me feel more special, and especially I, with a big yeah. investment. But so my question is at at what point do you get that information? It sounds like your first step is what you're explaining. Yes. Get them on board. Get Ask them the questions. Information. So I want to make sure I have all the facts before I start saying anything. Um, but, uh, you know, they... Uh, I lost my chair of thought. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> so so what, what, what made you want to ask... Oh, hello there. Hello. Um, ask, ask the questions first because some people will just want the property address. They oh, want yeah. to do some okay. rental comps and get back to them. But yeah, you, but you yeah. ask what your fears are. Yeah. So we do have people that don't want to have a whole conversation. Maybe they're at work and they don't want people to hear. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I'm like that. I don't like to have conversations. I just want stuff to be sent to me that I can read over. So you just have to kind of adapt to the style of the prospect. Right. Are they the type that wants everything in writing? And really, you should. This is a big deal. You should see the contract. You should look at it before you start making plans to jump ship, right? Uh, or start a relationship with a property manager. Um, so, you know, I kind of try to adapt to what works for them. If they are just want information, they just want our rates, they just want our services, and they just want to know what the area rent comps are, that's good. I can send that to them. And then I invite them to maybe give me a call the next day or ask them, is there a good time for me to contact you so that I make sure that all your questions are answered. Um, you know, it's. I think it's less of a sales process than it really is an informational introduction to each other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people just want to get all the contracts for every property management company right. out there mm-hmm. in front of them and do their little homework. And I feel like I'm confident in that. I'm like, go ahead, check it out. You'll call me back. You know, I'm pretty confident about that. I And I think that just comes in confidence for the company I work for. 
Um, and if they don't, they and might if not they be don't, the right they're fit. not a good fit. Yeah. That's right. Why force it? That's great. So, so. It, it sounds a lot like this confidence stems from the fact that you know for a fact because you pretty much work your way up to where you are right now. Mm-hmm. You know for a fact that um, the foundation of like the operations mm-hmm. systems in place are good you know yes. it's something you send behind so, you know firsthand right. yeah. what it is you're offering and i'm not saying we don't ever make mistakes right. everybody <laughs> does but what i'm saying is we always try to make good on anything that happens um i know that the broker i work for is very interested in our reputation and just as i am too reputation's everything and he's been in business for 36 years he's been in the industry for over 40 um, Your I owners wanna, love you. I want to protect his, him, yeah. his reputation too. That's my reputation. My number and my name is on everything we have out there right now. Yeah. So it is my reputation too. Um, and that's important to me. Yeah. So I'm protecting it. That's great. <laughs> um, so do you handle or do you have a different sort of um, loose process you follow for leads coming from one channel versus another? I think we treat all the leads alike. Um, I don't really think where they're coming from has any real bearing on how afraid they are, going back to the pain points, right, that are bringing them to the table in the first place. But I will tell you, I think that word-of-mouth ones will stick faster. I have to do a whole lot less explaining if their neighbor told them about me, and they, they were already sure when they called me. Yeah. They're like, where do I sign? <laughs> And uh, same thing with realtors. Our realtor referrals stick pretty good, too, because by that time, the lead already knows selling's not for me because, let's face it, that realtor's not going to refer them to us if there's any chance that they can be sold. So they know this is my plan B. Where do I sign? So um, I think those stick faster um, but uh, and probably require a little less explanation from me. Um, but but they'll still be the exception to the rule. That person who what ifs me to death for an hour. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if? What if? What if? <laughs> when with those people, what happens after they sign up? If they if they stick faster, are there more questions after? I think there's more questions. Even and I think that but comes okay. from yeah, it is. And I think it also comes from the fact that sometimes they're shopping with five different companies at the same time and they have to remember who said what. Yeah. So we have to be patient and realize That's a really good they don't point. trust us yet. They might be mixing up some information that they heard from another company mm. with us. So it takes us a while to, you know, get the facts all straight. Yeah. You know. And and I think we're patient with that. And that makes sense because that happens to us too. We'll we'll work with somebody and they'll ask us about their property listings. Yeah. Like, no, we, we only do marketing for property management companies <laughs> that target owners. But this might be the company you're using to market to your tenants. Yes. So it's like, yeah, it's it's easy to get overwhelmed with information. Yes, and I think that's another reason why, um, as a consumer, I like to do everything by email or text or whatever. Like a record yes. to look at it. Because I can yeah. refer, and I'll, I'll wonder to myself, did I ask that already? Scroll. Yep. Oh, there I did. Command and there there, Yes. Right. Yeah. By the way, I only now realize that to replace. This. Yeah. So, but I, I do. I like it. But there's other gonna, there's gonna be other people that don't like it, and they want a phone call. Yeah. And they want to get to know you. Um. You know, at, at PM Grow Summit, we learned they want to know who they're dealing with. They want to know what my personality is. They want to know a little bit about me. 
I have people that have actually looked me up on LinkedIn yes. and Facebook and everything else just to see if I'm really for real. Mm-hmm. So Catfish Sandy. Yes. Yeah. Well, you so. know, that's a really good point because, as you said, right, like people are getting more and more involved in investigating things. Yes. They're stalking people, stalking companies. And if they're going <laughs> out like of their way, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if they're going out of their way stalking you on LinkedIn, on Facebook, you also have to, you have to make sure that when you're in this business, it's yeah. like a service business, you have to be careful too as to like what you're posting, mm-hmm. you know, making sure your LinkedIn's updated. Like you don't want to be the BDM at a company and then right. your LinkedIn still says you're like a receptionist or something yeah. like that, you know? Until um, no, go check. That, that happened to me once. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needed to know, Brittany. <laughs> Everybody knows now, you guys. Yeah, it took me a while out. to update some information. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, I, I had another, other, another question that I wanted to ask. So... As you said, right, there are some leads out there that prefer to com- to like do a little bit of shopping. So maybe mm-hmm. they're asking five different companies for their contracts and they want to do their little homework. And mm-hmm. sometimes they get confused, you know, like, oh, I thought you said you were 10% versus blah, blah, blah. Um, and so if, you know, consumers themselves get confused as to who said what, um, given that your focus has been to make like the sales process more personal to your leads. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tick, uh, like tricks that you do to remember things that the lead said? Do you have a, a way yeah. to keep a record of certain little things that, you know, the next time you pick up the phone, you can like mm-hmm. mention that. So they feel like, Oh, Sandy remembered. Yeah. I actually do remember a lot of, of things without noting it, but oh. we use lead simple. And there's extensive note-taking in that uh, software. So I can take as many notes as I want. I can also scroll back and look at our entire conversation. That's helpful. Sometimes I've had a lead call us back after three years. Three years? Three years, years like, at the beginning. And, like, the beginning of Lead Simple days, right? And I'll see, wow, you know, we've been just touching base for three years, and now they're ready to go. So and you still do you still do personal follow ups every night? I do, again, right? Because I, I know try to do the we obviously do nurturing campaigns, but mm-hmm. it's not just you have your automated email campaign that goes out and you're done. You you still right. personally follow up with them. I do, and so and also sometimes I'll see some uh, great story in my email box that might pertain to those uh, that I know are shopping or whatever, and I'll quickly turn it into something I can attach to an email and say you might be interested in seeing this. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, industry updates, like, you know, dreaded rent control, things like that. Yeah, yeah. the bad word. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they need to know, right? Yeah. They need to make an informed decision. So anything I think that can help them, um, I send it along, you know, and say, hey, just saying hi and checking to see where you are. Um, I also invite the, the ones that are investment um uh, doing an investment portfolio to give me the address of any prospects uh, that they are really serious about, like a particular property, and I'll run rental comps for them, things like that, so I can keep in touch. Um, you know, I, I'm just always inviting them to. Do you to do all of that me. yourself, or do you do, do you have people on the team that help you with that? I have um, a part time. Uh, 
person that works with us, Teresa, you met her Teresa. at PM Grow Summit. Yeah. Um, she used to be a property management uh, professional here. And now she's just working as kind of like the relief girl. And I really think it's because my broker wants to, you know, pull her back in. Bring her back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, she's here on Thursdays right now so that I can get out in the field and, and go to, yeah. you know, offices and, and meet and greet and network in person. Um, terrifying, but yes. And, um, you know, but other than that, it's just me. It's me and her. Wow. Yeah. So, and I really think it's doable when you have a good software program and it's working great. Um, it comes with that list. Yeah. Every day, you know, of my to-do list. So. And you actually utilize that to-do list. Oh yeah. Every That's day. so cool. Mm-hmm. So it, it's laid out for me every day, you know, what I need to do and who I need to touch. Yeah. And you tweak it every now and again too. You're like, Hey, I think this is working for me. I think this isn't, maybe we'll add an email here. Maybe we'll automate yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah. I think in the beginning, it's really important to consistently be touching if they're not calling back, you know, um, and then at some point put them into the nurturing system, but to really make an effort to connect right at the onset. So do you think that, um, going back a little bit further to the question about do different lead sources or leads from different sources, interact differently or take a different process. So have you seen a difference if somebody fills out a form on your website compared to calling in the office? Do those people that fill out the form, are those the people that just want you to send them the information? Yeah, uh, probably. Or they're just the people who think in the middle of the night like me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sometimes I can't sleep and I think, why can't I sleep? Oh, because this is on my brain. Right. So that's the beauty of a cell phone. You just pick it up, shoot off an email asking questions in the middle of the night. Yeah. So You don't want to call somebody yeah. back at 2 a.m. No, I don't think they appreciate that. <laughs> so, you know, those are those people yeah. like me. I really kind of relate to all of our consumers. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. That's, that's actually really good advice. You know, you are a consumer yourself. Mm-hmm. You kind of have an idea what you want yeah. to expect as a consumer, and so yes. kind of treat them the way you want to be treated, right? Exactly. And I and I think we've all had experiences where we've had bad customer service. Yeah. So those are the things that stick in my mind the most, and I never want anybody to feel like they're yeah. being processed. You know, I want them to know we want to earn your business, and that we will keep trying to earn your business even after we have it. You know, I think again, PM Grow Summit. Somebody was talking about the cost of a new onboarding client yeah. as opposed to retaining your clients that you have. And it's a whole lot less expensive. And again, you're going to get more word of mouth business, which is always right. the preferred method. You know, that's free. Like, yeah, I was going to say, so much more cost effective. <laughs> yeah. You're not nearly as expensive as Google. Yeah. <laughs> Google driving up the prices. <laughs> So going back, we have our questions that we want to ask you. We love getting getting on tangents, but to drive it back, I wanted to um, I wanted to ask you, once somebody signs up for management services, do you ever hear from them again? Do they seek you out because you are building building this bond and building rapport? And I'm sure people love talking to you and then you pass them off to a property manager or whatever your process is. Maybe you pass it off to a bear. I'm not sure. (laughs) But, um, well, uh, we do have some folks that want to buy a second or third property to add to their their portfolio. 
Um, and in those cases, they'll sometimes come back to me because it may not be in the territory that their current manager is is covering. So they'll they'll want to know how does this compare to the one I already have? What are their you know? I'm more accessible sometimes than our property managers right. because let's face it, the nature of their job is to be out there. Yeah, they're going to be showing properties. Uh, they're going to be there at inspections, doing um, interior surveys meeting with maintenance people. So they spend some of the time in the office, but the rest of the time they should be out there. Um, I'm more office-based, so they yeah. know they can reach me. And they will call me and get maybe you know a rent survey of a particular area or a property they're interested in purchasing, uh, and then we'll connect again. Um, you know, and, and usually I'll check with the property manager, even though we're territory-based, if it's an owner, that it's not going to be too terribly hard to manage another property. It's not too far. They might take it on. Um, but most of our uh, prospects and our current clients are, are willing to break up their portfolio a little bit if it means they get why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So they understand the process and they know they're going to get more eyes on the property more frequently if they go with the territory map yeah. that we have laid out. So, um, But usually that's the only time. Um, if, I, if one of them walks into the office and I recognize a voice or a name, I'm, I will bolt say, out hey. and say, hi. My gosh, it's you. Yeah, how are yeah. you? Well, and I think that goes back to what Marie was asking about. How do you know that your team delivers? I think that is a really yeah. good indicator. They're, they're reaching out to you to buy more, not, right. not to say, oh, this didn't hope. happen. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yes, and, please. And I think that's another reason why I don't hear from them as, as often as you would yeah. think, because they have great uh, a great relationship with their property management team. Yeah. Each one of our managers has an office-based assistant that handles maintenance for the property. So again, there's another person that's there, an office-based and we're pretty well staffed. Yeah. So if they're happy with that, I probably never will hear from them again. So sad, but true. Yeah. So they're doing Your time well. with them is short but valuable. Short but valuable, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, something you said actually struck me. So as you said, right, like um, you you are more accessible than the property managers because that is your job to be responsive. Yes. yes. And I think a really big part of customer experience is to sort of like make them feel special and what more special could you feel if you're reaching out to a company and they respond just like that mm-hmm. you know you know hey i need this you're like hey yeah. here you go let me know if you have questions or like hey let me look into it and get back to you exactly yeah, that's and right a, a lot of times property managers get a bad rap because if they're in charge of being responsive to prospects, the prospects obviously don't have any idea what property managers do, Mm. which is why education is important. And if they have (laughs) no idea what property managers do, if you don't pick up, they don't know it's because you're going to the properties to inspect You're doing your job. You're doing your actual job as a property manager. Again, a lot of people think that, hey, they're just here to collect rent. It's the second yeah. Why are they Where's not responding? Yeah. In that voice, exactly. I know. <laughs> That's the second. But yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, one of the things that uh, we learn customer service-wise is that no answer is like a denial. 
you know, so they don't know that we're busy here. They just know we aren't answering. So that must mean, no, I didn't get my rent. And then that's when panic sets in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really important for us to have in-house standards about how fast we get back to people or how fast our initial contact with them is. Yeah. You know, um, there are some hard and fast standards about how fast we pick up. And I'm always amazed at the shock on the other end that they didn't get an automated system Mm -hmm. Uh, that we answered the phone it was a human and that we were there to answer questions and I can't believe that they're not getting that same thing everywhere Mm. like why wouldn't you pick up this is a this is our this is the blood for our company basically this is what keeps our heart beating new business you know, um, so you really have to be on it. And I can't believe anybody would let that opportunity slide. Yeah. But when we hear, um, like, how we creep on your phone calls, we can, <laughs> we can creep on other people's phone calls. And, and sometimes I will, on maybe even on your end, maybe I was creeping on your, your phone calls. Um, but there are pr- prospective owners that I hear say, yeah, wow, you picked up the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. going with you because I was able to get a hold of you. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, this is only one of the biggest investments some of these people will ever make in their lifetime. You know, they want to know that you're just as interested, you know, like you want to talk about it. You enjoy so, it. This and is, I do. Yeah. I do. I really enjoy it. I, I kind of stumbled into this business um, as a happy accident, sort of, so to speak. Um, I've been through a couple of uh, sales of houses of my own and have been told by realtors, you're a natural at this. How come you're not selling? And um, and I always kind of knew I wanted something to do with houses. So um, I didn't I, I don't see myself selling ever. Um, but uh, I do love this. So it's always exciting for me to hear about everybody's property and get to look and see what their property is like and what they've got to offer and um, and where in Sacramento it is. You know, all of our little subcultures within Sacramento. It's so nice to hear that not only are you interested in the field, it sounds like you have a lot of fun. I do. Yeah. I do. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. I really like my job. That's great. Um, And passion translates too. Yes. If you're talking to somebody, even like even your personality makes such a big impact in, in making people feel special. And that's, that's the first, the first reason we wanted to bring you on the show and talk to you is because you make, you make us feel special and Uh you pay us, we don't pay you. (laughs) So it's like, you're, you're making us feel really special. So the fact that you treat us a certain way is a great example of how you treat your clients, your prospective clients, and people can feel that people can tell if you're enjoying yourself Everybody's your customer. Yeah. That's why your vendors are your customers, your coworkers are your customers, everybody is your customer. Yeah. Everybody's important. Yes, every yeah. exactly. Every and I think of you guys here as support, you know, yeah. uh, for me because gosh, I could not do this without the support you guys have. I'm not a technical IT person, that was never my forte, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, so having you guys uh, do that part of it for us oh, that's good is to hear. huge, huge, um, you know. It's very touching to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to really stress that piece of insight that you gave. You treat everyone like a customer, yes. mm-hmm. right? Even your vendors. Because mm-hmm. if you are good to your vendors, let's face it, you're probably not the only property management company they work with. Mm-mm. They also do, you know, work on homes. Locally. Um, yeah, that are They're not local. managed by your company. And so if <laughs> That's true. they, yeah, they, they, you're a plumber 
or right. your, your person who does the carpet cleaning goes into a home that's self-managed yeah. and they see like, yes. oh, this is not a self this is not, you know, under right. a professional right. ma- you know, management company, they can maybe talk the owner up into just considering. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have heard that from other property managers and I don't right. think enough people do that. Um, so yeah, that's really wonderful to hear. We have one today that we were talking about. We have to do something nice for him. He's one of our vendors and he referred a client to us. Oh, um, so even our vendors refer people to us, um, that work with us. And I mean, that's amazing. Again, it's word of mouth advertising. Mm -hmm. It's for free. Yeah. So there's no downside. There's nothing that feels better better is uh, knowing that. Our vendors are even happy with us. Um, yeah. Nobody's going to do work for us if we're not going to make them happy in some way. Yeah. And, um, you know, it does not do your – it's a disservice to you and it's a disservice to them if you don't have a good relationship with them. Yeah. And I can say that uh, all of our plumbers, our fence people, our paint people, they've all been in my house. So I use our vendor list, not because oh. they give a discount, but because I know they're good. Yeah, right. And that's a definite perk in this business is knowing the people who are in my house doing yeah. that I want. Painters are going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I really have, again, faith in, in those folks too, not just our property, manage, our property management team, but also our vendors that we send out to these homes and they know how we like things. If they go in to make a repair, sometimes they'll see something that they know we aren't going to be excited about hearing, and they'll mm-hmm. go straight out to their truck and say, "Ah, uh, situation," you know. So they help us, we help them, uh, and they ha- have a great product. So That's you know, great. good enough for me to want them in my house. Doing, yeah. And it, it sounds a lot like that's also a piece that plays mm-hmm. into you know knowing that your team can deliver because let's face it you have your property managers but Mm -hmm. you also have your vendors and although they're vendors Mm -hmm. it's still your name out there right Right. the owners the tenants Mm -hmm. they think of like they associate them with yeah yeah so you're associated with it and so it's important to make sure that not only are you vetting your vendors you're you know using them so you can sort of like enjoy the same benefits yeah. Yeah. well it makes it that much easier sorry that no. makes it that much easier i see their i know what their work is mm-hmm. we you know we do the surveys on the maintenance yeah. you know through the reputation.com thing and um so i know which ones uh are amazing and are getting great reviews and it's like having your own personal you know angie's list or whatever it is yeah and we have a department here uh, that's constantly checking, making sure that they are still in good standing, that their paperwork is all in order. Mm-hmm. We don't send anybody out. If, if that's the case, they fall off our vendor list right. if, they're, if they're not in good standing. So um, That's a, a great part of technology, too. Yes. makes that we stuff so much easier to track. Yeah, And a lot of those vendors have been with our company as long as we've been in business. So that's cool. they like us, too, <laughs> apparently. Win-win relationships. Yes. Yeah. And isn't that what it's all about, I think? In our business, relationships are everything. Our relationships. In all sides, right? Internal relationships between departments, between coworkers, vendors, prospects, existing owners, even tenants. That's right. Exactly. It's all about the overall experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And PM Growth Summit really did help, you know, inject a lot more enthusiasm into it. I have to say, uh, going to that, and I'm probably going to go to future ones it's just that little boost you need occasionally you know to get yourself out of the rut 
find out what's new. Mm -hmm. um, I'm taking a course in event management. Oh, saying. you're going to start doing events. I did today. I started my very first class. So, ah, congratulations. Something new. Yes. Yeah. Because that, again, yeah. putting on the events right. brings brings people around gets the conversation right. going about you, that, guys. you you might get leads out of it but you might also just establish relationships that are that much stronger yeah so even better yeah you know that's awesome so, <laughs> so um sandy do you have any um other tips you know for fellow property managers on how they in their small way can make um, the customer experience all the more better or feel more personal um, regardless of their role, right? Because as you yeah. said, mm -hmm. the everyone in the company is kind of in charge of customer experience. It's not just you talking to prospects. So mm -hmm. what would be your advice? I think it all goes back to listening and that's not necessarily my strong suit. So uh, it's You've something I'm learning. You yeah. do. You're a great listener. <laughs> but you I always your call I, I work. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> So, uh, no, listen, really listen to your customer, really put yourself in their shoes um, to find those pain points and see what, what you can do to get them, get them out of it. They're always, I mean, some, some people come to you in a real jam. This, this business is never boring. That's another reason I like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't necessarily like hearing that people are having disasters out there, but it is nice to know that maybe we can help them out of it. You know, yeah. um, give them They're some direction. Alone. They're not alone. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that's it too. People call and they feel dumb that they've gotten taken oh. advantage of by a, a resident or something. And it's like if, if I had a dime for every time somebody told me that, you are just not alone. Right. You well, know? If, 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 if everything was perfect... You wouldn't need me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, this, is why, this is why I'm here. I'm here to help you with stuff like this. My favorite story is a gentleman who had inherited a property and uh, he was probably maybe around your ages and had a brand new family little little one and he's uh, he said I inherited this property I live in the neighborhood and I thought to myself oh how hard could it be and he said I feel like I just had another child <laughs> and they're great people in my house I don't get me wrong but it's it's like they're calling me when I'm on vacation they're calling me when I'm you know relaxing or mowing the backyard and and I think I have a whole other house to think of you know, and so he he likened it to just having another child. So, you know, when, when somebody calls me that has two or three, I think, oh, they have two or three children, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's so true. <laughs> In addition to the real live ones. Yeah. So, you know, at least a good property manager should make it easy for you to do your day job, maybe, and manage your family. I can't even imagine adding a property to the mix, you know, without help. Yeah. So... Well, I think I, I, I probably just have like one more question. So what's next for you? What what are the things that you want to do? Because we talked a little bit about that. Something your team already does, but you, you talked to us about too, is call property owners every every month, oh, say yeah. hello to them. But I know you were saying we you do some things, but you want to do even more. Well, the event planning and the gratitude. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to, to find ways to show our existing clients how grateful we are for them. So we're looking into ways we can really show a lot more appreciation to them. Uh, but, you know, one of the ways we have always is that there's a call list every month um, for each property manager to reach out, talk to their owners um, that isn't a 
the toilets clogged kind right. of a call. <laughs> you know, one of those. Uh, just, hey, how are you? I want to let you know everything's going well. You know, just reaching out to let you know. You know, yeah. just, I think that goes a long way for an owner. Um, it tells them you are paying attention to my property, right. even when I don't realize it. Yeah. Even when there's not something going wrong. Because they might, you know. I mean, if you weren't doing that, they might, I don't know, go go a few months and not hear anything. And wonder. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I would. And keep meaning to call you right. to see how things are going, but life happens. Mm-hmm. Boy, does life happen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, weeks and months can go by before right. you even realize it. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's our standard to reach out and talk to those uh, owners at least once a month. Um, you know, uh, we have a newsletter that goes out once a month to existing owners and their statements to let them know what's going on in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, what's going on in the company, new updates, things that are happening for the season, whatever we can. So reach out, talk to them, um, you know, or send them little notes and news, whatever it is, to constantly stay in contact with them too. So, but the event planning thing is, is, is my next step. So that's where we're, we're going to try to go next. And you know I'm working on the video blogs. So. Yeah. Yeah, Sandy's great with her educational content. Yeah. She doesn't <laughs> like it, though. But we all we if, all have to do it. Yeah. If it was so easy, right, right, then everyone would be doing it. And then it wouldn't make a difference. It wouldn't be the difference maker. Yeah. 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 But it is. And I know I need to do it. So I'm going to enlist the help of some of our property managers to help me yeah, with some, that's smart. some subjects. Because... Uh, I want to be there to answer that phone, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. That's where I need to be. Yeah. So I'm well aware that's where my strength is. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, no, I'm sure you're very good at a lot of things, but we know you're very good at talking to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I love my job. I missed it when I was gone and um, and couldn't wait to get back to it. So, yeah. 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 Good. So... Well, you know, a lot of really um, interesting things we've gotten out of this conversation. So um, first is focusing on pain points, right? When you're talking to prospective owner clients, you have to ask them, well, you ask them what their fears are, and that kind of opens up the Pandora's box. Dig into of, it. Sure does. <laughs> what yeah. got them to call you? You start getting a feel for what exactly they're looking for, how messy their situation is, and what can you do realistically mm-hmm. to help them? And if right. you don't really feel like you can help them, then maybe it's not worth it. Because if, you know, you bring them on and whatever they have an issue with is unfixable anyway, Just then educate, yeah, be, yeah honest. be honest. You get a feel for them as well as yeah. them getting a feel for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what I kind of got to that was kind of unspoken was um, it's not about getting the number of doors that you have to get. It's about getting the quality doors. Yes. The kinds of owners that will stick, the kinds of owners that won't make your property managers want to, um, you know, go back to Run when they see me yeah. coming. <laughs> They're like, hello, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that's really helpful, right? Because it sounds a lot like you care about your team, um, okay. and in turn, they care a lot about the owners that you pass off to them because... It's just a healthy environment, right? Mm-hmm. We also heard about um, how well you treat your vendors, and you know, as proof of that, they refer business to you, mm-hmm. which is the highest form of compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we also talked about being highly responsive, right? A lot of owner um, owners out there do not understand property management. Everybody knows that 
most owners think you're just rent collectors. And so yeah. if you don't pick up, they think that, oh, they just don't do a good job. They're disorganized or whatever the story is in their head. In their head. And so having someone like you who is, who is focused on being responsive Making and who actually delivers. Human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and that goes along with listening, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listening yeah. and and like you said, the responsive thing. It really is just customer service. Yeah. yeah. Problem solve. customer service. You know, you have to listen. You have to problem solve with them. Try to focus on That's not necessarily what you can't do, but tell them what you can do. You know, sometimes it's more about what you can do than what you can't yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Words of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so, so much for sharing all of that wonderful insights um, with Brittany and I. Um, yeah, we had a really good time. We are definitely bringing you on the show again because <laughs> this just, I have a list of things I want to ask Sandy about now because you just have a lot of good processes. And I think the knowledge that you have and the time you've been in the industry, the size of the company you have and how you guys are able to make everything real, honest, personable. Um, I think you just have some knowledge in there that we want to get out of there. Yeah, and we're definitely excited to hear about how the event planning turns yep. out and all those new plans on, you know, um, being more um, involved with the stuff that you learned um, at PM Grow. Yeah, it was, it, it was exciting, so I can't wait. I can't wait to try it. Like, um, after... Joey, was it Joey Coleman? Yeah. yeah. So after he talked, I couldn't, I basically jumped up and said, Brittany's going to be shocked that I'm saying this, but now I'm, I not only want to do a blog, but like, I want to do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching. You should have jumped at that opportunity. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was really busy. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Next time though. We'll ne- yeah. I'll keep the tripod in my pocket or yeah. something. That's awkward. Um, well, yes. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> Um, we appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. It's good having support. Yeah. Well, to all our listeners, thank you so much for, um, your time. We hope this was helpful. If you have any questions or suggestions for next topics, feel free to reach out. Yes. Let us know, please. We want to talk about what you want to learn about. And if you have, like Marie said, if you have questions, let us know. We're always happy to talk to you guys.